welcome to the Let's Scare My Girlfriend to Death podcast. I'm your co-host, Josh. And I'm your co-host, the girlfriend, Cindy. Hey, welcome back to your favorite film couple discussing horror movies and screaming through each and every second of them. My name is Cindy. With me, as always, is... Josh. Hi, Josh. Hi, honey. (laughs) It's the end of March. This month, we are doing the Insidious movies. This is it. Insidious. This is the end. This is the end of the Insidious. We've gotten to the end. All right. What is this one called? Chapter four? Uh... I like how it's like we didn't just record the No, stop it. Three. I'm trying. I'm trying to be fresh. And uh, it's called. They're not listening to them right away. Shut up, Josh. Insidious, the last key. <laughs> Spoiler for how the podcast works. We usually do them back to back. Um, this movie was released January 5th, 2018. This is about the time. That we met one another, not just the year, but the time of the year. Oh, really? Yeah. All right. So what was going on in the world? We were on strike number one to try and get our uh, teachers' health insurance funded. Um, How'd that get sorted out? It still hasn't been. And in fact, now they're going to go ahead and cut our personal leave time as well. Um, So that's not great. West Virginia, Mountain Mama. (laughs) That's not the best. Uh, what else was going on in the world? <laughs> I was very busy with that. Yeah. That's a lot of bad shit in 2018. So 2018 is the year that the United States government shut down over the DACA program. Oh, wow. Remember yeah. Remember when the country was like, we'd rather not fund any program than allow people to remain in this country. Yeah. We get angry <laughs> about shit. Just shut libraries and like ways for poor people to access like help. Yep. Then... Let people that were born in this country stay here. Yep. <laughs> that is, that's, that's my country. <laughs> Shining city on the hill, my ass. Yeah. Uh, the Winter Olympics were held in Pyeongchang, South Korea. The Parkland shooting occurred. Bam. Yeah. At Marjorie Stoneman Douglas. The, which led to the March for Our Lives protest, which was all those kids took to the streets. Yep. Uh, demanding an end to gun violence, and it worked. No. We promptly got gun control. We did not. In fact, there was another one just Monday. Uh, But that's okay. Welcome to to America. I was trying to rewrite history for our podcast. (laughs) That football team got flooded in the cave in Thailand. Oh, that's a a wild documentary, too. Yeah. Um, You know my favorite part about that whole thing? Elon Musk wanting to make a submarine. How did you read my mind? Because I love you and I know that. So, uh, Elon Musk, who... Father of two now, as of Friday. No, he's got more than two kids, I believe. Oh, with Grimes. Yeah. I don't know about before that. Because um, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. So, Elon Musk looks like the villain from the fifth element now. Elon and Musk is what happens when... What was it? Um, a small Victorian child is... The body is inhabited by a... Dead oil tycoon. That is Elon Musk. Fair. So Elon Musk and the face of this like tragedy where these kids were in a cave and they were trying to figure out how we're getting them out. He was like, I will build a submarine that will go into the cave. And it's like, buddy, by the time you design it, build it and get it over there, they'll be fucking dead. Yeah. And then um, they ended up saving those kids without his help. 
Um, it was it's wild. There's a documentary called <sighs> The Rescue. That Elon is Elon Musk. Phenomenal. Before I move on, I just want to point out. <laughs> I'm so tired of billionaires being like, I'm gonna solve problems by creating this crazy satellite or dig a big fucking tunnel. Just finance fucking programs that help people. Just do that. Yeah. Like just pay for kids to get food at fucking school. Please. Stop trying to build like robots that are gonna go to fucking Mars and build like cafeterias and then fly them the fuck back here and feed just fucking help people with your money it'd be nice problem solved um, it would be nice yeah jamal khashoggi was murdered in that saudi consulate in istanbul <sighs> turkey yeah yeah he killed him still and trying, sold him up still having to deal with that yeah and then the tree of life synagogue shooting in pittsburgh yeah we've been yeah. by there we've yes we have in the, the following year or no yeah it was a full year yeah people that we lost that year there's no one that was born in 2018 that's famous thank god no one i'm sure one of the kardashians had had a child no one was born that year no one at all it's children of men it's the year the children stopped it's children of men uh there are no children anymore that, yeah uh the people that died that year dolores o'reardon from the cranberries okay yeah stephen hawking margot kidder anthony bourdain aretha franklin burt reynolds and Stanley, yeah. and the new word of that year was deep fake. Deep fake. Okay. So if you don't know what that is, it's <laughs> when you basically make a computer image right to layer over someone's existing face. Right. So you get fun videos of Arnold being in movies he wasn't in, or like putting Stallone's face on. Uh, the kid at home alone, and it's yeah. ha, 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 ha. And worst case scenario, you use can that make too. heads of state say things that they didn't actually right. say. <laughs> it's a terrifying technology that I wish we didn't have. Uh, we we never would have invented. Yeah, so that would be nice to not have to deal with. Um, okay, we are watching. So, Insidious: The Last Key is PG thirteen. It is one hour and forty three minutes long. So I think it's the longest Insidious. By about 13 minutes. Uh, It's directed by Adam Robitel, who directed The Taking of Deborah Logan, Escape Room, and Escape Room Tournament of Champions. Those movies, all three, are fucking awesome. I enjoy the shit out of them. It's written by Lee Winnell, who came back to write. He actually was going to direct four, I believe, but was off doing Upgrade, which I'm glad he did Upgrade instead because I enjoy the shit out of that movie. If you've not seen it, it's the closest thing we have to a modern take on RoboCop. Whoa, okay. Um, high praise indeed. This movie does have three major returning characters. Can you guess which three returning characters that is? Elise, Specs, and not Tonks, but the guy that goes with... Tucker? Tucker. Why do you default to Tonks? I have no idea. I just do. It, it is what it is. <laughs> not even a name. Like, Tucker's a human person's name. Yeah. <laughs> Tonks. Tonks. It's whatever. because he's big. He's just a big dude. Uh, it's from Harry Potter, I think. <laughs> and so, I, I don't know. Fair. I, I got nothing for you. Tonks. Uh, I love it. This movie. So that's your three. All returning. You're right. You got them all three. Elise, Specs, and Tucker. Um, new to this movie is Kirk... Uh, Ace Veto, I'm guessing that's how you say his name. Okay. He plays Ted. He was in Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, Invincible, that movie where Mark Wahlberg got to play for the Philadelphia Eagles. Yep. 
That's a, based on a true story. And Back in the 70s when you could just have auditions to be in professional sports teams. Yep. And also, true story, Band of Brothers. Yeah. Also a, a true story, but that is a happy ending. Yeah, a bunch of young men auditioned to end Nazism <laughs> all throughout Europe. Yep. And then Caitlin Gerard is Imogen. She is she was in American Crime and The Wind. We get Spencer Locke playing Melissa. She was in Resident Evil Extinction and Afterlife. Okay. Two Resident Evil movies. We've got two. Mm-hmm. And then I definitely want to talk about this guy. Josh Stewart plays Gerald. Hmm, he don't like that is name. from Diana, West Virginia. Where is that? Um, 79 miles from here. I've never even heard of that. It's a super small town, but he is from West Virginia. Our friend Elvis is friends with him. Oh, cool. He basically met him at a horror con and was like, I'm from West Virginia. You're from West Virginia. Let's be friends. Let's be friends. And it happened. And oh, this is a cool kid. Yeah. He is, knows him fairly well. He's in Interstellar, The Collector, The Collection. Those movies are creepy. Okay. And he was in The Dark Knight Rises, the third of the Nolan Batman movies. Oh, nice. So he's a proper, he's a good and proper actor. He, he's definitely been in things that people would know. Yeah. And he's uh, used the old Apple Maps. He grew up 79 miles from your front doorstep. Cool. I like that exact, that's, that's some exact shit. His father was a pastor, I believe, and his mom was a teacher, was. if I'm not mistaken. So there you go. West Virginia, baby. Of course. <laughs> All right. Anything else? That's it. I just wanted to share because I, I needed to talk about throwing a West Virginia. Oh, heck yeah. Possible. I get that. All right. So this is the part of the podcast where Josh shows me a movie poster. I tell you what the plot's going to be about. As I was saying earlier, before I realized I was on the wrong track, this is an insidious movie going to be about going into the further dying and coming back and trying to occupy someone's you know body that's what i'm going to say okay i'm gonna as you're looking over the poster i'm gonna say this movie does what insidious chapter two does which is locks very interestingly into the insidious world oh no okay so it's a girl hiding under the bed with nail like a you know gross hand coming under the bed to come get her childhood fears never end so is this going to be about the black bride maybe and how she became so crazy maybe kind of got that in in cities chapter two yeah so i will say this movie definitely connects Better to the Insidious world than Insidious Chapter 3 did. Okay. I have no idea. I guess this is going to be about um, someone crossing, someone trying to contact the dead and accidentally bringing back something they shouldn't have brought back. And that thing haunts them. How'd I do? It's like playing Mad Libs with Insidious. (laughs) Well, let's see if I'm right. right. And I bet I am. All right. Uh, Where can we watch this? Um, We've got the Blu-ray. Of course so, we do. That's a thing. That's a given. It's on Tubi. If you, you okay, yeah. For free. So it's there for free if you want to watch it. And? I think that's it. Well, I mean. Well, of course, Amazon. You on Amazon. Yeah, for a fee on Amazon or Apple Movies. All right. Well, then we're off to watch our Blu-ray. Uh, join us, won't you? Line the doors.
people who need help with matters that can't be explained come to me. These hauntings can be terrifying things. I should know. I have faced many evils in my life. This was different though. The haunted house. It's my family's house. Finish it. Josh, would you like to welcome our listeners back by telling them, how did I react to two-thirds of this movie? Screaming? <clears throat> My voice was almost back. Almost last night. And now we're back to this because that movie scared the hell out of me a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was crazy. I'm actually kind of excited to talk about this movie, but... Let's go ahead and just get the formalities out of the way. All right. The fuck is this movie about? This is the... Hmm. The prequel to the prequel. <laughs> this is the final piece of the puzzle. This is the final piece of the insidious puzzle that wraps up the storyline that began with Insidious Chapter 1. That's the closest I've got. you finally done it. you finally given a plot synopsis that gives us none of the plot. Yes. It's hard to explain. So, you know, like, okay, somebody wanted, but then so. Somebody, Elise, wanted to get rid of the demon from her childhood home. But then shit goes crazy. (laughs) So um, we learned that her niece also has the power. And together with the ghost of her mom, they overcome the demon. There. Summary, bitch. Mm. Uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> IMDb has parapsychologist Dr. Elise uh, Rainier faces her most fearsome and personal haunting yet as she is drawn back to the ghostly childhood home where the terror began. Okay, mine doesn't have as much fanciful language, yeah. but mine does a better job of explaining um, what happens. So this is a prequel, again, but this goes all the way back to Elise being a child and her father, who's from West Virginia... <laughs> yep. Uh, who is crazy abusive, mm-hmm. whose name is Gerald. Long story short, <laughs> she 
as an adult, needs to go home, fight the demon that she let loose as a child who murdered her mom, and she's been dealing with that regret her entire life. Right. The guy who invites her there, who owns the home, ends up having a woman all, chained up in pos- the basement. Because he's possessed. Yeah. More on that in a minute. Um, and then we find out that her every, father was also possessed. And that, yeah, well, every owner of the house, yeah, had. Well, I guess he's only the second, but yeah, they. You know, they, this demon keeps having them. The house them. is on the grounds of a prison where they executed a bunch of people. So there's ghosts running around everywhere, and Elise knows them all. It's mm-hmm. a whole thing. Um, she has to save her family, namely her two nieces, one of which has her power, the other one does not, and her brother who hates her for abandoning them to her abusive-ass dad. Right. And then shenanigans go down in the further. The shenanigans. One, yeah. Yes. The one he says to help. Imogen. Yeah. And it basically ends with the family all teaming together, including the dead mother, who's brought back by the sound of the whistle. Call yeah, back to the it beginning. Yeah, so sweet. It's a whole thing. Very insidious. This was that, a very interesting yeah. story, like looking back on it as a whole. I'll give the, I'll give it that. It's a very interesting story and in how it all kind of lays together, but there were so many jump scares and they, <laughs> <laughs> it was really hard <laughs> to get through. Uh, I'm gonna go out in a limb and say to the potential frustration of others, mm-hmm. this is my favorite monster design oh. of any of the Insidious movies. The uh, the fingernails and the no mouth. The, and... It's it's got a mouth that doesn't have a nose. Yeah, oh that yeah, it's missing a nose. It's like a cleft palate all the way up. And it's very thin. It looks kind of like the original design in the 70s for Morbius the Living Vampire from the Spider-Man comic books. I would not be surprised if that was where the design started from. Okay. If you ever see <laughs> If you ever see that look, it it looks very very similar. So I do like the monster the look of the monster. Yeah. And um, he the monster is the creepy crawly walk that I hate. You know, and it all fours jerky herky jerky thing didn't like that uh there there were some things about it i was not a fan of with this movie okay hold on i'm pulling up there there he is <laughs> oh yeah that, that's morbius the living vampire from the cartoon from spider-man all right um yeah okay. i can see that there's here's, a here's strong let's get this out of the way now all right, what get i did not like about this monster I didn't like the blanket apology that it gave for everyone being an abusive piece of shit in this movie. Like, okay. I do not like the fact that her father beat her severely mm-hmm. because he was possessed by this thing or it was influencing him. I don't like the fact that the guy down the road who was tormenting women in a very similar fashion. Mm-hmm. It was the... It was because yeah. of a key face, I believe. is the. Long story short, I... I'm not okay with there being like a, but they weren't that bad at guys. They were just under the influence of something bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't get a wave of magic wand and make human trafficking and like okay. child abuse okay retroactively. Yeah. Like, oh my, gee golly, my dad wasn't that bad of a guy, even though he traumatized me and beat the ever-loving shit out of me constantly. Yeah. Um, it was because there was a monster in the basement that was telling him to do it. That, you know, that was problematic, but it did make for a very interesting ending where they get to release all the souls of the, you know, the people that that 
they did that too, and that was the, it was very interesting. That wasn't even the ending. That was the alternate ending. That, that was we the alternate ending. Can I fix it for you real fast? Okay, fix it. What if the monster was drawn there because her father was a monster? Yeah, that could be it too. Problem solved. Like okay. he still Done. gets to be a piece of shit, and we still get to be like, well, abusive people suck, right? Um, and he created or brought this fucking monster here because of his actions, not the other way around. His actions weren't caused by the fact that the monster was there. That would have made more sense, too. Yeah. Plot-wise? Uh, I can't. Mm. I mean, I, I almost buy the the guy who owns the house now. Like, it would have... He's living there, and it's doing all these things to him. But, like, the her dad thing, it's just... I couldn't quite wrap my head around that being... The redemption arc they give her dad. Yeah. Um, I, I'm, that's the thing I'm really tired about in storytelling. Is it, an excuse for abuse is that and the white redemption arc that every white guy gets, like Darth Vader becomes a good guy. Right. Right Kylo before Ren becomes a good guy. Yeah. 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 Right. Like, <laughs> yep. You know, it just takes the power of remembering you love the people that you beat the you shit out of and tormented you love them so yeah. you get to be a good guy at the end i'd like to remind everyone that you owe nothing just because you share dna with someone that is uh <clears throat> not an excuse for a relationship anyway i thought there were some plot holes that were hard to get over like the idea that the house was exactly the same despite her father obviously growing, like continuing to raise his son there because his son still lives in the neighborhood. Mm -hmm. Um, It's exactly the same as the day she left. I had a really hard time with that on top of the house just being unlived in at all. You know, there is still, oh, the whistle was just under the bed. Like, yeah, well, you know, that's, I think that's hard. I think if we look at that plot hole, that plot hole exists in every Insidious movie. Okay. Right? The idea of, in the first film, how the fuck do you buy a house in California and then turn around and buy another house in California? Yeah. Like a month? <laughs> yeah. You know, that, that's unrealistic. Two, it's in California. There's no way. I'm sorry that, like, Parker Crane and his mom killed a shitload of women in his house, but it's a fucking right. mansion in California that's not going to set empty. Right. Like, abandoned empty. Sorry. Yep. Not happening. <laughs> like, someone's going to move into that motherfucker. Yeah, either a squatter um, or, yeah, 100%. No, it's going to get sold. Oh, it's going like, to get sold. Like, an exorbitant amount of money. Oh, 1,000%. Um, or like, it's going to turn into some weird, like, museum of, Or like, a death. hotel, yeah. Yep. You know, um, the empty apartment in part three that's, like, fully ready to go, but just set, like... Housing is definitely a, a weird thing. Yeah, that, that's where you have to suspend. You know, that's where you have to suspend your belief a little bit. I enjoyed, not enjoyed, but I thought it was interesting. The oh, that wasn't a ghost. Like finding out, oh no, that's a real person. Mm-hmm. Those were both their returns. I was not expecting, and that was very interesting. Yeah, we are introduced to a couple first in this movie, which is like victims that aren't ghosts right like you said she spent her entire life thinking that she saw a ghost in the bathroom but right and it was actually a a girl who was trying to escape her father's weird dungeon yeah um and then he promptly killed her right after yeah and then i think we get our first on screen if i'm not mistaken murder like death 
when Spex drops that bookshelf on the guy's yes. head and just smashes it. Yeah. Yeah, that was nice. I mean, yeah. Um, <laughs> so this movie's definitely a little we more watched this with my mom. than the other yeah. ones. We watched this with my mom again, who loved it. Um, but she would, oh, she, that was like an audible, like, oh, that would hurt when they pulled the, the shiver robe thing down over in the armoire. Would it, though? Like, would it hurt to hit your head crush or would it just happen so fast you would? Who knows? Just, Nobody's ever come gone. back to tell me. We need to go into the further and find someone who's had their head just immediately crushed and be like, did you feel it? Tell or me about were you this. just immediately dead? <laughs> tell me about this, please. <laughs> was it just lights out? Uh, I'm just going to go ahead and talk about a couple things I noticed that this movie's kind of about continuing the probing what is going on behind the scenes of this movie. Okay. Of these movies. So it deals a lot with trauma as opposed to the previous films. Elise carries this physical and emotional and mental scars from the way her father raised her um, and her mother's death and abandoning her mm-hmm. brother there. And yeah, the movie opens with a nightmare. Yeah. Like he would make her put her hands on the wall and lean forward and he would beat her with a, I think it was a cane. At the yeah. Cause he, he had like a leg thing. He had a leg situation and yeah, yeah he, it was, just, it, I wouldn't know. It wasn't like a, yeah, it was like a club cane because it had it didn't have like a cane top. You know what? It's fine. I, <laughs> cane I, is the word. I do enjoy, and I I totally believe it is very much on purpose that at the beginning, when you're introduced to Josh Stewart's character and he's a monster, right? Like, oh, this guy's a bad guy. Yeah, he's watching super pro America propaganda on the TV, which yes, is like, you know, course. who's out to get you? commies yep communists don't care at all about you like america is the greatest and he's just like mm, i'm gonna go beat the shit out of my children now yeah and i feel like that <laughs> that was definitely on purpose yes i did notice that as well <laughs> like i'm not saying that like people who are leftists aren't sometimes terrible people for sure but there's definitely a stereotype of hyper abusive super right-wing dudes yes <laughs> that's a thing and that is for sure in this movie uh, <laughs> so that's one thing i noticed in this movie another one is it deals a lot with forgiveness okay i don't think she forgave her father even though spoiler alert his ghost sacrifices himself for her and kife stabs him and he did theoretically dies a second time he just turns to dust mm-hmm. um, yeah i don't i mm-hmm. He does take her father's ghost out of his cell and give her the cane that she was beat with and lets her hit him repeatedly. And that must have felt nice. It must have. Yeah. But it's not really him that she's hitting. Yeah, it's the spirit and it's the ghost is kind of where the demon is getting off on the violence. Mm. But this demon's getting off. (laughs) Should be the name of like an album. This demon's getting off. This demon's getting like off. The, the Lost Meatloaf album. Pop it off. This demon's getting off. Sorry. Continue. <laughs> but she ultimately has to forgive herself, right? Like, she has to come to terms with the fact that she did what was right for her. And she tells her young self that when she sees herself in the mirror. Right. She's like, don't ever let anyone tell you you're a freak. Don't ever let anyone stop you from using your power to help people. Like, she forgives, literally, physically yes. forgives herself. And then from then on is a much happier person, which I thought was a really nice little touch mm-hmm. because I don't think she ever actually forgives her 
father, which is nice. Yeah, and I don't think she... It wasn't even really addressed. Like, she didn't need it. And her mother forgives her. She's like, you know, her mother shows up to save her even though she thinks she killed her mother. Right. Which you is did, not yeah, the case. Not at all. It was um, absolutely dead. So she gets a moment to, like, reconcile with mom, which mm-hmm. is really nice, and then comes back to the real world and rec- uh, reconciles with brother. So it's this thing of, like, it ends with her happy because she even says... As they're leaving the hospital, she was not afraid to die. Right. She was afraid to die before she had another family. Yeah. And now she has it in her brother, her nieces. And Specs and Tonks. Yeah, Specs and Tucker. <laughs> I'm sorry, actor who plays Tucker. Tucker is a really very interesting character. His, I just, you know. His hair choices are fucking wild in yeah. all of these movies. His hair in this is like crazy long. <laughs> After, like, the mohawk of the previous film. Yep. It's like a mullet. It's wild. I love it, though. I love both those characters. I liked it. They had better be in Insidious 5. <laughs> all I'm saying, I'm going to be really upset. And you can even, like, continue it with, like, Imogen working with Elise on the other side in a part five. Give me that movie. <laughs> Blumhouse, give me that movie. It, it is... Coming out, right? You, like we talked it's about being, in the front half. It's they being are, made. Apparently Patrick Wilson. I don't Wilson, know if it's in the can or not, but it is planning. I believe Patrick Wilson, who played uh, Josh Lambert, is directing. Okay. It's going to be his directorial debut. So, All right. I'm down. Hopefully, like, Lee Winnell helps come up with the story or writes it. Whatever. Just, I would watch a fifth one for sure. I would watch these forever. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> could just do a, uh, Insidious Movies I like the storyline. I think it's a lot of fun. But again, yeah, a lot of screaming. Um, The (laughs) the last thing I want to talk about is because it ties into something that we really need to talk about before we move on, which is consequences for your actions. Mm -hmm. She opens the door to Dalton that lets the lipstick demon in. To get yes. it, start Stevens at the first film. And, and knowing that, it's like, oh, shut the fucking door. Yeah, but, she opens it, sees him fall off the ladder. And then just keeps on trucking. Which answers the question of when he was on a ladder and he fell and he looked over the corner and heard that noise. That's what he heard and saw. Yeah. It was not a monster. It was Elise and her niece and mother. <laughs> and being like, what's wrong? And they're like, uh, wrong room. Yeah. <laughs> But she doesn't shut the door. Yeah. So it allows... It's very angry. Makes me very angry. Leaving that door open is what... And it ultimately, the consequence is, she dies. Because she dies at the end of the first movie. So she sets the ball in motion for her own death right there. Yeah. By not shutting that door. So consequences for your actions. That's a pretty interesting way for not only this movie to end... But But to set up all the rest. it, It basically is a backdoor prequel to the very first movie because it ends with Barbara Hershey calling her in the middle of the night and Mm -hmm. then her saying I'll be there in the morning and then that's when she would have shown up in the first Insidious movie. Yep. So we've made a full circle. Yep. Fuck yeah. These movies. I enjoyed the shit out of these I did too. I think I would rank them. Let's Um, do four. What's your number four? What's your last place? Your least favorite Insidious? Three. I did the same. I did the same. I like three but I feel like it's the weakest uh, and then for three, I would say one. Oh, wrong. But okay. Uh, three, I have four. I have Insidious the Last Key. This okay. One. And then two, I would say four. Uh, two, I have Insidious Chapter Two. And for one, I have two. 
the one I have Insidious. If you can follow this, good on you. Uh, good think, on you. I think the first Insidious is the scariest of the four and the oh. best of the four. I think that really just comes down to what different things scare us. Because two had so many jump scares, and so did, you know that's why they're up there for me. Because that's what scares. With you, it's different. So interesting. What was your What was your favorite scare in this movie? Oh, or favorite moment, either one. I don't. Hmm. I can't even remember what the scares were. Like I just remember them happening, and I was freaking out. What was the What was the big one? I don't remember. <laughs> Blo- I must have blocked them from my mind. You were there. What did I start freaking out about? Everything. Well, see, I can't... Like, I mean, there would be moments where nothing was happening and you were freaking out. And I'm like, I don't know what's happening. It was just right uncomfortable. Now. I don't know why mm. you're creepy. I don't know why you're creeped out right now. Um, I don't... I feel like my favorite part of this whole movie is... Um, Scare-wise... Mm. I would say my favorite scare is when the... The not Imogen niece okay. finds the key and right. it's the hand. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, that. Or, uh, yeah, that was, yes. <laughs> the Like, it's a visual. Like, there's like a tapping. And you think that she's going to get the key. And, that's the, mm, and then that thing starts crawling towards her. Yeah, that's it. There you go. Thank you. So, I think my favorite moment of this whole movie. Mm-hmm is when Elise is like, I have to go, I have to do this alone. And then the next morning oh. she goes outside and they've repainted the the Winnebago. Yes. And they're like, now we got to go. And because they're not going to leave her. I, I just, I love their relationship. That was very relationship. sweet. I love when her mom shows up. I feel like it's a little more earned than Insidious 3, mm-hmm. that moment with her mom. Because we didn't get to meet Quinn's mom in Insidious 3. She just shows up. And we're like, I guess this is her mom. <laughs> well, um, yeah, we, okay. We get a flashback. We get to meet Elise's mom. And yeah, spend a little time with I her. forgot about that. I'm sorry. I was thinking I forgot about that. Okay. You know, the whole thing like, you know, I know you got a power, but it scares the shit out of your dad. So just keep it between us. <laughs> keep it between us. That was sad. So I think the ending is a little more earned. I think. And then when Dalton, the little bit with Dalton. I love that. Yeah. Like. Good, good set of movies, y'all. It was terrifying, but it was interesting, and it so was good for half of them. Uh, I would say teenage and up. Definitely not for <laughs> below that teenage. Hundred percent not definitely for below the PG, that teenage. It earns the PG thirteen. Yeah, I was gonna say you remember half of these movies. Uh, the other half the time you were covering your face with your hands. Exactly. <laughs> and isn't that how all horror movies are meant to be seen? No. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. What's our? Uh, what are we doing next month? Ghosts. More ghosts. More ghosts. Okay, great. All right. Well, until then, I'm Josh and I'm Cindy, and I'm still his girlfriend. Ghosts. <laughs>